Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. This is the Anesthesia Learn on the Go podcast series from the University of Kentucky Department of Anesthesiology. In these episodes, we will provide a high-yield clinical review of some of the common topics encountered by anesthesiologists at all levels. The following episode will be recorded by a member of our department at UK. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at UK Anesthesia and subscribe to the University of Kentucky Department of Anesthesiology YouTube channel for our videocast. Now fire up your headphones, relax, and let's talk anesthesia. Hello, this is Annette Rebel from the University of Kentucky, and today I will be talking about patient care transfer. This podcast is supposed to be a demonstration or tutorial about one way how to efficiently and completely transfer patient care from one anesthesia provider to another. The system I use is based on SBAR, S for situation, B for background, A for assessment, and R for recommendations. The most common time you will practice patient care handoff is most likely in the recovery room. So let's use this as an example for this process. So the first thing I do when I bring a patient from the operating room to the recovery room is I introduce myself to the nurse at bedside taking care of this patient. Not only to get the name, it's much easier when you, talk, when you address people by name and personally, but also you want to make sure that you are talking to the correct person. After facilitating the connection of vital sign monitoring, checking the vital signs, making sure my patient is stable, I start with the patient care handoff. By stating patient information, this is the S in the S bar. So we state the patient's name in the procedure uh, we just completed. For example, I would say something like, this is Mr. Smith who just had a total knee replacement under general anesthesia with preoperative placed epidural for postoperative analgesia. He is 60 years old, weighs 100 kilos, and is allergic to sulfur, which causes a rash. Then I transition into background, which gives information about relevant past medical history and more details about the interoperative course. Continue the previous example, I would say something like, oh, this is Mr. Smith, who uh, has a past mass medical history significant for hypertension and coronary artery disease, no myocardial infarction in the past, but had a percutaneous coronary intervention more than two years ago. He reports a good functional status, no shortness of breath or chest pain. He takes metoprolol twice a day. The last dose he took was yesterday evening, and he also takes aspirin, 81 milligrams daily, no other medications. The procedure was done under general anesthesia with propofol, fentanyl, and isoflurane for maintenance. Relaxant we used was rocuronium. Patient was in easy airway management with easy intubation, etc., etc. In this portion, you need to state the amount of opiates you have given, uh, the type of opiate, uh, the amount of benzodiazepines, uh, also with timing. In addition, 
I report the antibiotic with timing and what type of neuromuscular block reversal agent I've used and what time this was given. I report the fluid balance, which means how much crystalloid or colloid patient has received or if he has received any blood products. You also need to state the estimated blood loss and the urine output throughout this case. In this portion, mention if you placed any invasive catheters like arterial line, central line with location and if there were any complications during placement. Mention if you had to give any vasoactive medications and if this patient received any anti-emetics in the operating room. As an assessment, I summarize the overall perioperative course as it has been so far. As an example, the interoperative course has been pretty stable, no issues with oxygenation or blood pressure. At the conclusion of the procedure, we gave X amount of local anesthetic throughout the epidural for postoperative analgesia. Looking at this patient right now, as he appears to be pretty comfortable, I think it's working. The final part of the transfer of care, the R in SBAR, is about planning and foreseeing the future. What problems or what may be the patient course here in the recovery room. You want to set up the next provider for success, so therefore let's anticipate what steps may need to be taken to keep this patient safe and uh, provide an optimal course. For example, are there any labs to check? Hematocrit, glucose, potassium levels, anything like that. And at what levels would you be concerned? At what levels do actions need to be taken? Uh, does the PACU resident need to be contacted? Does the primary team need to know about that? Um, so this is a common occurrence which you need to anticipate and plan. Are there any diagnostics? If there was a center line placement, do you need a chest x-ray? Does the primary team want any diagnostic procedure done right away? You may want to inform the next provider about that. How about pain control? and PONV. Yes, we do place PACU orders, but at what stage, how much medications, at what stage do other providers need to be contacted about insufficient pain control? Has the pain team been contacted to uh, hook up the epidural? Um, for PONV, also, yes, we place orders, but what antiemetic needs to be given? And what if, what you give? is not working. So in this portion, you need to adjust uh, based on patient comorbidities, uh, procedure, and patient needs, what recommendations you give the next provider. But uh, it's, it's your experience and your expertise uh, to initiate that step. I always finish my transfer of care with two questions. First. I ask the next provider, do you have any questions? And two, is there anything else I can do for you? By using open-ended questions, you invite, is there anything which was not clear, may need to be clarified, something you haven't mentioned? It opens up a line of communication um, for something which may have been missed.
So the last thing I do before I leave bedside, I check my patient. You want to make sure that your patient is still stable and there's nothing else to be missed. If a patient is arousable, and I hope he is, he or she is, I let the patient know that this bedside nurse is now the next provider. So I'll say something like this, hey, Mr. Smith, nurse X will now be the one taking care of you. I'll check at you later uh, before I leave the bedside. And this statement concludes my transfer of care. So obviously there are many ways to happiness and many ways how to efficiently and completely transfer patient care from one provider to another. This is only one example. This ESPA-based approach can be modified for interoperative provider change as it would be for the call resident or if someone else takes over your operating room. Or it also can be modified for a unit-based transfer of a shift change as you do it in the ICU or an OB. I encourage you, whenever you transfer patient care, to use a structured handoff process to ensure completeness and also to learn how to emphasize the important information. Practice is the key, and practice creates perfect. Well, you will get a lot of practice with giving and receiving patient care transferred during this residency. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have ideas for future podcasts, please reach out to us via email at learnonthego at uky.edu. Don't forget to follow us on our social media accounts as well on Instagram and Twitter, UK Anesthesia. From all of us at UK Department of Anesthesiology, have a great day.